Is that why you got into cars then? Because with your work being quite seasonal, did you think, have you always been into cars? Oh, always been into cars. It was like, I kind of always thought at some point in my life I would end up as a full-time car dealer. Right. It just uh, it just happened later in life than I, than I anticipated. Right. And, and how old were you uh, when you started getting into trading? Oh, is it? Uh, it depends what you call trading. I, I actually, I think I bought my first car when I was about thirteen. <laughs> we we used to buy scrap cars and run them on the farm. Oh, brilliant! Or, or so, sold a couple of cars to my mates. And yeah. We had bikes and they didn't realise how how good an upbringing I had until you get older. Because yeah. you know, I, I lived a boy's dream, you know, cars and guns, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and did you go at the auction and that when you got a bit older then and uh, or did you always just do it like buying cars locally i did i did flirt with the auction back in the back in the 80s maybe back in the late 80s early 90s got my fingers burned a few times and i thought oh, this is not for me because it, it was it was like back then it was like the wild west yeah yeah it was yeah. you know it was Unbelievable, especially in Scotland. Gosh, yeah. The, the, there was quite a there was quite a presence of very unsavoury types. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what the eighties were sort of. You got the idea of car dealers have all been a bit dodgy, didn't you? That, oh, that sort of era. It, 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 it really was the wild west. Yeah, and then <laughs> so, so, so you'd run photography, and then was there just the point where you thought, well, well, at what age did you think, right, I'm going to take the car seriously? Then, oh, only a few years ago, uh, you know, basically in the last four or five years, uh, you know, I've I begun to. I was getting so fed up with the photography. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was just like, oh, I was beginning to really hate it. Yeah. So I thought, so I thought, uh, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna develop what I'm doing with the cars and hopefully be able to to do it full time. So it took me quite a long time to to find the correct premises and and uh, set things up in bits and pieces like that. And and uh, when I did. When I did, I just like decided, you know, I'm going to go for it, and, and yeah. I did. Yeah. Uh, and how many did you start off with? Well, I was I started off buying cars when I was sitting in the Algarve in the winter. <laughs> right. And I was, I, was I, I bought a few from BC, and I, and I, I remember, you know, one of my best ever cars I bought was probably the first car I bought when I decided I was going to start seriously. I'm sitting at the in the in the villa in Portugal, and I saw this uh, Mercedes SL five hundred in on Auto Trader. Yeah, and uh, I phoned I phoned the guy up, and, and it was a garage selling it on behalf of one of their customers. And uh, he described it pretty accurately. Actually, needed a bit of paint and stuff like that. And I bid him for it, and he took it. And uh, I says, "Can you, you know, I'll pay for it. Can you keep it until I come back to UK and collect it?" And and he did, and. And uh, I, I hired some storage, and uh, I started buying cars and storing them. And, and by the time I came back to the UK and had the unit, I think I had about like a dozen cars, <laughs> all bought <laughs> so from we, abroad. Yeah, basically. Well, I was I was also coming back to the UK every sort of four weeks or so to check the cars and maybe to pick up ones I'd bought. And, yeah, and that and that type of thing. So, 
Uh, and, you know, and by the time I was actually ready to start trading, I think I had about 16, 18 or something. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. And um, <clears throat> so you, you, you weren't put off then by uh, buying them from abroad then? Not, not really, because it's, it's kind of the same as it is now. Uh, you know, you're, you're buying blind. You're, we're buying blind now. Yeah, yeah, uh, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That, so, isn't it? But, but, but even we're, we're talking a couple of years ago, uh, even then it was a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you think it's harder now then? Oh, it's harder. But, yeah. Because even a couple of years ago in the winter, uh, I'm looking at the prices I was buying the cars for. Yeah, uh, you, you could afford to take a risk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because you know, I'm I'm looking at the bargains I had then compared yeah. to what you get now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, I mean, even even a year ago, it, yeah. it was a lot easier. Even last winter, it was a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you think Do you think it's going to calm down this like buying period uh, that we're in at the minute? Uh, it has to because there, there has to be a there has to be a ceiling somewhere yeah yeah definitely I mean it's got it's, it's got to level out yeah yeah but people are going to get stuck with stock aren't they it's going to well this is this is a problem because the, the, the prices that some of the cars are making at the moment eh, if the whole thing levels out and, and things particularly convertibles at the moment yeah because historically, convertibles have always dropped a few, quite a bit in the winter. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, at, at the moment, like I was looking at like BMW 3 Series convertibles. Uh, I bought one well, maybe in November time. Uh, and I'm looking at what even cap cleaners for them now, and it's like probably 1,500 quid more than I paid last November. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. And they're going over cap clean. It's, it's just... Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, it has, to, it has to stop somewhere. Yeah, it's got to, hasn't it? It's got to calm down. So I'm, I'm, I'm being very cagey with my buying at the moment. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not prepared to... Yeah. So, I'm, same I'm not here. buying that many. Yeah. Exactly. I made the mistake last year, this time last year, paying too much for stock. And then, and then it sort of like levelled out. And then I got stuck with... I don't know, five or six cars, and in the end, I had to get rid of them, what I paid for them. And, I, and, and this year, I'm like, I'm not going to do that this year. I'm not going to fall. And, and touch wood, I, I haven't. I'm, I'm quite happy with all the cars we've got at the minute. Um, but I think that's, that's the main thing. If you just hold on, hold on, and then before yeah. you know it, all the deals will start coming round again. Yeah, but, I mean... You have to think it's gonna it's gonna slow down and and there'll be be a leveling out towards sort of October time. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. Uh, Fingers crossed. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, as I say, as I said earlier in the call, I'm, I'm in the position where I'm gonna be away for the whole of September anyway. Yeah. Uh, circumstances permitting. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's not 100 percent yet because obviously the travel's not 100 percent yet, but. No, no, that's right. And and so so if you you can take a month off, which is great. So at the minute, how many cars have you got in stock that you can handle yourself on your own? <laughs> Far too many. 
I'm, I'm, I'm at my absolute limit of, of I mean, I'm not handling it well. Yeah, I'm, I'm really struggling. But right, right. But I, I normally have, I normally somewhere have somewhere average about twenty five, twenty six. Right on your Todd with no, no valeters, nothing. I've got, I've got a valeter. Yeah, no, I, I don't employ anybody, but I yeah. do take people in to do my bits and pieces. But when I say I've got twenty six cars. Uh, or 28 or whatever maybe four or five of these might be long-term projects right uh, that, that are just getting done over time yeah uh, so so, uh, so you will not advertise that car until it's in tip-top no, condition no we, we, we never really have more than 10 advertised right right i see what you mean in fact, in fact today i think i'll get eight right and and having like eight or ten, so how many calls will you get on average a, a, a week for them, or how many will you sell on average? Probably in a week. I mean, I try I, I try to sell eight to ten a month. Uh, I can't really sell more than ten. If I sell more than ten, it just makes the next couple of months impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so so we're very low volume, and. I don't expect a lot of calls. I mean, I might see three customers a week. Yeah, yes. And do you, and, do you find that that helps you focus on the, the prepping more? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then do you find yeah. that because you've prepped them so well that it's very rare that they come back? Uh, it's fairly rare that they come back, but a car is a car. It's a mechanical thing. You're going to get problems. Yeah. Partic- particularly with BMWs, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but no, we don't we don't get a lot of issues. Uh, but the, the main thing with the prep is we almost. I mean, I think I've I've got about an eighty percent hit rate or something in terms yeah. of people coming. I, I rarely have more than one person for a car. Yeah. If they come, they're going to buy the car. Basically, yeah, yeah that's brilliant. That's, that's so, brilliant. Because I'm I finding at the minute we've got like. 40 advertised and because it's so like bloody expensive you're like you want 40 cars advertised all the time so then you you know i mean you're advertising stuff that's not really ready and then you know the stuff that's not ready that's the ones that everyone wants they always ring up and then you're like so yeah so i just don't do it the most i'll do is i'll say this car is available on x day Please reserve it or whatever. Yeah, but I won't allow anybody anywhere near a car until it's absolutely hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Because the last thing you want is it going what two hundred miles away, and then you get that dreaded phone call. Oh, like, don't! It's, yeah, it's nothing worse. It's horrible, isn't it? And um, yeah. if I'm being honest, I've been do- I've done it the last just because we've been trying to turn over that many cars. Uh, and, and in a way, I think it changed my mindset a little bit more to like just get them all prepped. I mean, don't get me wrong; they are all they are all prepped as, as best as we can, and it, it is rare that they do come back. But it's that little voice in your head, you know, that little yeah. in your gut feeling. You know, you think, "Oh, it's going to come back." The, that the the one thing I've learned very very quickly is just do not cut corners, and yeah. it's much better to spend five hundred quid now. Yeah, then have to spend five hundred quid down the line with days and days of hassle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the mix as well. So 
Yeah. I'd rather I'd rather just spend the money now and swallow it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because uh, it will save you in the long run. Not only the money, but save, and, save and, stress. That's for yeah, sure. yeah, 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 definitely. So, 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 what's your typical day then as a car trader? Then just give people a, an insight well, into your daily uh, routines. I'm quite an I'm quite an early riser, so especially yeah. in the summer. Yeah. So I'm I'm usually up about six six thirty and have a, a I like a nice leisurely breakfast and my coffee. Yeah, same and here. I use, so so I do that and I look at uh, I look at the auction sites and pick out what I might be interested in buying. Have a look at Auto Trader. And, yeah, and uh, and I do that first thing in the morning. Then I go into the office maybe about seven thirty. Uh, check my emails. Uh, answer those. Then into the workshop and get dirty. Right, brilliant. And were you doing mechanical stuff as well yourself? No, no, no I don't do mechanicals, but uh, I'll do trim and and uh, any, anything other than oily, basically. Yeah, yeah. If there's any yeah. trim problems or, or bits and pieces of that to do, I'll sort that out myself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, convertible roofs. I'm becoming a bit of an expert in convertible roofs. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll be ringing you up in a few days then. Definitely. And what about, uh, do, do you have like a snap-on computer as well? Do you have all that sort of stuff? No, the, the, luckily, I, I've got I've got a, a, a scanner, but it's, it's not a snap-on. Uh, but the thing is, it's a decent scanner, but you've got to be like any of these things, it's only as good as the, yeah, as person, the guys operating yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. So, so you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not good enough to, to yeah. use it to its full extent anyway. But luckily enough, our garage is just a couple of doors down, and okay. if I have any problems, they'll come and, come and do it. Brilliant, brilliant. So I don't, I mean, I'll, I'll do basic things, but. I tend to leave anything oily or mechanical yeah. or technical to the experts. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, anything relatively simple or or trim trim related or that type of thing, I'm I'm pretty happy to get stuck in myself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and what about smart repairs? Would you do them yourself then? Or? No, no. It, well, I mean, I could. It's not it's not that difficult, but yeah, it's not worth my time. No, I've got so many other things to do, and yeah. and plus somebody who does it all the time is going to make a better job yeah definitely yeah. definitely we've got we've got painters around the corner as well they're a bit hit and miss but yeah. if, if they hit they're very good yeah if, if they miss you give them a ball can we do it again and yeah <laughs> <laughs> there we go and I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've got a, I've got a valeter t- comes in uh, he's probably here a couple of days a week maybe more uh, and, and how many how many cars will he uh, valet then? And if say say you book him in for two days, how many valets will he do in two days? Uh, if, it depends if I'm balking the day before or not. Right. <laughs> so, so give him a balking, he'll do less because I because I pay him for a car. Right. Every ah, now right. and again, he'll get he'll get he'll get too fast. I say, look, you need to slow down. Yeah. I'll, I'll basically tell him, look, that car needs six hours on it. If you if, if you're less than six hours, I'm giving it to you back. That, so you look at a car and you think, right, that needs six hours, and then pretty much, yeah. And then how much will you give him for the six hours? 
Well, I give him, I give him, give him a couple hundred pounds per car. Right, bloody hell. But, so yeah, he's got, he's got to be a good valet um, for a couple hundred pounds a car. But that's a machine. That's a machine polish as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we machine polish all our cars. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, it, it swings and roundabouts. You, you'll get the odd car that he's able to do in two or three hours, and he's getting a couple hundred quid for that. Yeah. But then you'll get a really bogging car. Yeah. That he's lucky if he can. He's lucky if he can do it in a day. Yeah, yeah. So on average, he's going to do what? Four, four, five cars a week, maybe. Uh, no, because we, I would say we, probably on average two cars a week, but yeah. it might be we might not have them next week, but then the week, the week after, he might be here three days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, if we were doing eight to ten cars, then he's doing eight to ten cars. Yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. So, it must be really yeah. nice having a that. Like, my valet is really good, but because we've got that many cars at the minute, but we've took on another valet a part time, and that's really helped the cars yeah. um, come on better, better, yeah. you know. But even with our valeting, uh, I still have to spend an hour in all the cars myself because yeah. I like to go right in there and just check every single yeah. detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, there's so always them l- little bits, isn't there, around the. Uh, there's that, always that, something. Yeah, that, yeah. You always miss something, don't they? They always miss something. Yeah. yeah. I think I think my problem is I'm too fussy. You know, it's like yeah. Well, what, what's your biggest bugbear then? With um, with like what? Same Honestly, oh no, god. If it, if it, yeah. Something's right, but it's not right. There's no. There's no sort of middle ground with me. It's got to be right. Yeah. I've I've sort of, I've sort of had to stop try and stop being so perfect. Uh, a few years ago, I, I stopped. I just because it was holding me back too much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, it does, but it's, it's just the way it is. You can't. I don't suppose you can change your personality. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, I've, I've more or less given up trying to buy really. You know, you try and buy grade one and grade two cars. Yeah. It's a waste of time because... Well, you can't add value the, to them, can you? Well, or the, or the difference with, the difference between a grade two car and a grade three car seems to be nothing anyway, so... Yeah, yeah, exactly. We, we still end up spending money and... Yeah. yeah. So I, I buy quite a few grade four cars. Not not if they're... A, not if they've been properly graded because they tend to be dogs or things but if, if it's yeah. image only appraisal you sometimes get some really good grade four cars yeah definitely yeah, especially you know when it's got like sil- scuffs on the sill you know what I mean yeah, like, just, just, anything or, or, or uh, bad it says bad paint like yeah. man on the street's never going to know well yeah. depending no. how bad the paint is but yeah what I'm mainly interested in is owner's history and yeah. mileage yeah yeah yeah. Low mileage, low owners, good history. Yeah. Everything else, everything else we can deal with. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's, being a car dealer isn't that much different from being a glamour photographer. I spend most of my life polishing tarts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, I suppose you could make me look right handsome, couldn't you, in a photo shoot? But in real life, oh, you know. Steady, steady. <laughs> Yeah, I, was a I was a photographer, not a medical. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> I, I, knew, 
I, I knew this old Scots photographer in Glasgow, and uh, I was doing something, and uh, the the publication I was working for, they wanted a photo of all their photog, you know, all their staff and everything to put in the yeah, to put in it, and I, and I went to this old guy called Colin. I said, uh, <laughs> "Can can you take a decent photo of me uh, for this?" And he says, Laddie, there's nobody on earth could take a decent photo of you. <laughs> but, but, I'll, but I'll give it a go. So uh, we did the portrait sitting and he set up the lights and, uh, he, did, and he did this and he did that. And I says, I says Colin, uh, the way you're setting that lighting is, is uh, half my face is going to be in darkness. He goes, aye, that'll be a half decent photo. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. No, it, well, well up, up in bowls over. I mean, most people haven't got a full set of teeth, so I think you'd be struggling up there. <laughs> but yeah, you're right, isn't it? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's what my uh, valet says, we're going to turn this, this uh, oh God, it's, it's, oh, I forget what he says now. He, turning a, you know, an ugly duckling into a swan. And we love getting them yeah. cars, you know what I mean? We absolutely love them. And, you, you know, it comes in and you think, oh, my God, what we're going to do with this? And then a week later, it looks beautiful. And there's, there's no better feeling, is there? Oh, it's not too. I, I love it. That's that's the most satisfaction you get in the job from just taking something that looks, looks, looks shit to something that looks brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and what's your favourite stock to sell then? Eh... Uh, the ones that make me the most profit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, what, what, what do you find, mate? Is, is there a brand that makes you the most profit then? Is there yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Yeah, BMWs. Right, great. Uh, BMW 3 Series, but they frustrate me as well because there's always a blooming problem with them. Yeah, like, yeah, just just some sort of engine there's problem always, or... There's always... It's usually a fuel problem, you know. The, yeah. There's always something that... They always do well, and you never have them for any length of time. Yeah. Although, I suppose, to be fair, my favourite car to sell is a Z4. Because you never, I don't know why, they've got the same engines as 3 Series and all the rest of them, but you never yeah. seem to get problems with Z4. Right, right, right. I've never had a problem with a Z4. And, and do you find uh, they sell quicker than a 3 Series sell, as well? They sell in no time. Right. You never, you never make a big profit on them because you always have to pay big money. Yeah, but you know or you're going to get, you know you're going to sell it within thirty or sixty yeah. days, or more like you'll sell it within a week. Oh right, brilliant! You know, they're, they're yeah. always, I always find them really easy to sell. Yeah, I mean, not everyone. I mean, I've had one sitting for three or four weeks, but it's really high priced. But generally speaking, if you get a good spec, yeah, uh, the right car will sell in no time. Brilliant. And what about uh, Range Rovers and stuff like that? Do you find you get a good margin out of them type oh, you, of cars? I'd say the, the biggest margins you get are out of Land Rovers and Range Rovers. Yeah, but when they yeah. come back, it's obviously... Oh, the, the, yeah. they are potential money pits, but... Yeah. But it's just the chance you take. I haven't had any... I haven't had my fingers burned yet with a Land Rover or Range Rover, but... 
I'm sure I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah. But I think it's like it goes back to what you said there about like low mileage, good history. You've got half a chance then. You have. You've got you've got a chance, but any car's gonna can go wrong. It's yeah, yeah, of course. It's just the you know, if you buy a car you're buying you're potentially buying a problem. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. you just you have to take it off with the smooth. Yeah, of course. And and is there anything you, you refuse to sell then? Not really. Uh, I can't think of any. I mean, I don't sell mainstream cars, not yeah. because I hate them or because I have any problem with them, but it's just I don't see it. it you know, we work in low volume, quite high markup. Yeah. So I don't see me ever getting the markup on a Ford, for instance. No, no. And I suppose yeah. you can't work, add any value to them as well, really, can you? Not to the same extent. Yeah. Not to the same extent. I mean, if, if I get. If I get them on a part exchange or something like that, fair enough. But yeah, but I could I couldn't see me buying one at the auction. Yeah, no, or no, no, no. So, but but yeah, it's there's nothing. I, I don't think there's any car I wouldn't wouldn't sell. Uh, just there, there's just loads of cars I wouldn't particularly go out and try and buy because I don't see any yeah any reason to. Yeah, it's it's like that saying, isn't it? Uh, this job, it, 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 it's it's not in this. It is in the selling, but it's more in it's more to do with it's the buying, buying yeah. isn't it? Uh, if you get lucky with the buying, the selling's easy. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and it's, it's the buying, it's the buying that I enjoy. Yeah, I think all car traders are the same, aren't they? That's what we all love love to do, don't we? You know. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I, I would. I hate selling. I, I yeah. just don't like dealing with customers. <laughs> <laughs> see I have like I go through different waves you know last week I was really enjoying I just had a really good run of nice customers and then and then you get a little bad run of customers and you think oh bloody hell I hate selling cars and I go from <laughs> one to the other honestly I really do and uh, it, it drives me insane sometimes um, especially I mean, these like you know walk around videos at the minute because I haven't had time to upload any to YouTube or do ones for YouTube. So I've said to people, oh, look, well, I do a walk-around video for you. And then every time I do it, I think, never again. I'm not doing this. You know, I'm like walking around short. And they're like, oh, what, what's that on the corner of the bumper? Is, is it a mark? And I'm like, oh, it's like, it's a little fly or something, you know, and it just drives me insane. <laughs> you know? I mean, I must admit... We're pretty lucky with the customers that we get. I don't really get any any bad customers. Yeah, we, we tend yeah. to attract a more mature audience. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so and plus, I've got I've got a little patience for for idiots. So I don't, yeah, I, can, I, I, can, I kind of filter them out. Have, have you ever lost yeah. your like, like lost your temper with a customer or? No, I've I've been tempted, but yeah. But, uh, but no, I think I think that's going too far. Yeah, I mean, I've, yeah. I've, I've never lost my temper. You can feel that. What's the word? You can feel uh, that, like rage. Not rage, where you want to hit anyone, but you you, you feel like you're oh, getting you, wound you, up, you, don't you? Yeah, you, you just think, oh, you know. Yeah. I, w- I wish I could tell this guy what I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what what's your worst? Uh, what's your worst car dealer habit? Then would you say what? what do you, you wish you could. So, uh, what are you trying to work on to change? I'm not sure. Uh, 
I'm, I'm not sure I can answer that question because I, I really don't. I don't know what habits I've got. I don't know what habits other people have got. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I don't. I don't know. That's good. That's good. So, 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 you, you, honestly, you've inspired me just listening to what you're saying. Um, I think you've got it down to a T, really. Having 20 odd cars but 10 advertised, I think I've been putting pressure on myself just to get them 40 cars online where I might be better off putting it down to 30 and spending more time in the prep. I don't know. It's, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't necessarily say my, my business model is one for people to follow because it's a very specific model for me that suits my lifestyle yeah. and my age. It, well, it doesn't suit my age. I'm working far too hard. But, yeah. but it, as I say, I'm, I'm quite lucky going into this late in life is that I don't have any financial pressure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't need to worry about wages and things like that. All yeah. I need to do is make sure I'm making a profit every month. Yeah. And, yeah. And, really, and really to actually make a profit every month if you're not concerned with wages or yeah. this or that and next thing, it's not that difficult. No, it's not. It's not. It's, so... I know, I know people say, oh, oh, to trader, it's a fortune. But if you've got eight to ten advertised and you're selling ten, you know you're going to make a good profit on that. Yeah. But, you know, if, if you need to have five or six grand a month as wages, then yeah. that changes the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I've got. <laughs> so, but for me, I, I want my business just to run itself. Uh, where I don't need to be there. Um, I'm not saying that I just want to be sat at home and let it run itself. Not not that, but I just want to create a business that doesn't need me there all the time. You know, um, I think maybe when I'm older, when I'm not, I don't think this job you'll ever retire from it. I think for me, when I'm retired, then then I'll go to like eight to nine uh, or ten cars, um, maybe similar to what you're doing. Um, but it's, that's the beauty of this job. There's so many different ways of being in the motor yeah. trade. I mean, I, I, I've got a fairly clear plan of what I'm doing. As soon as my lease is finished, I'm gone. So you're going back to trading from home then, once your lease yeah, is out? definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what you know, in your head, did you think, when I get this unit, it's going to change, everything's going to be better, and then you've got the unit, and then it's not what you're expected. Well, I thought, oh, I've got all the space, I've got all the tools, I've got everything I could need to, to do the cars properly. Uh, you know, what can possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> and what did go wrong then? Well, nothing really went went wrong. In fact, it's just too much work. Yeah, but yeah. I, did, I, I rented the unit uh, basically... In early 2020, just in time to lock down, I basically signed the lease middle of February. Uh, then we went to lockdown, so I never actually opened. I never sold my first car until into June that year. Yeah. But what that lockdown period gave me was a massive time to prep the cars. So I was going to my work every day, shutting the doors and just getting on with what I like to do. Yeah. And I'll tell you, that was the best period I've had in, in the business. Yeah. I can't tell you how much I enjoyed that period. Yeah. Uh, no customers. No, no pressure. There was no pressure, was there? It was... 
Yeah. I was just going to work every day and just tinkering with cars. Yeah. I, I was in I was in heaven. Yeah. I thought if this is what it's like, this is brilliant. I've, yeah. And then <laughs> and then and then the doors open and I've basically sold all my stock in six weeks and I'm scrambling around for stock. Yeah. And, and you know I've never caught up since. And, uh, that, that's the worst thing about this because you'll sell all like you'll have a right good week, sell your stock, and you're buzzing for about ten minutes, and then it sort of sinks in. Sinks in. Shit, I've got to buy shitload more cars, <laughs> and then you think, "Am so, I going to get these cars?" Yeah. But you know, it's, I mean, there's been there's been certainly been highs and, and lows. Over the over the last year year and a half, but yeah, but you know, not not many people get to do what they want to do. So, oh god, yeah, definitely. So, definitely. so here I am. Yeah. I mean, as I say, most people who know me have already said I've had the dream job, but but for me it was a nightmare job. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's when you you know it's time to get out, isn't it? When you're not enjoying it, and uh, touch, touch wood with cars. I've been doing it eight years now, and I've I've never felt like that yet. There's still lots of ups and downs, but I never go to work today. Yeah. You know, I've got to go to work today. Like one Saturday comes round because it's sort of busiest day. I'm always buzzing for it. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Even even when you have a bad day, next day is another day. I mean, exactly. I, I, even, exactly. Though, even though I'm far too busy and working far too hard. Yeah. This is still the most enjoyable job I've ever done. Oh, brilliant! But still, you know, it's, it's what I want to do. So you, you know, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that yeah. is the best thing about being a car dealer, isn't it? And it's just um, what you want to do. Yeah, yeah definitely, it. it's brilliant. And um, so, is is there any car that you've had in stock that like still gives you nightmares? There's a car I've got in stock just now that almost stopped me sleeping last night. <laughs> right. <laughs> and what, what's that? Yeah, then? I. I I'm, and it's a nothing car as well. Uh, of, at the back end of last year, uh, I saw this Beetle convertible. Not something I normally buy, but it was low mileage, good history, good colour, rear engine, gearbox. Uh, and it had the number plate VW04BEE. Oh, brilliant. So I thought, I'm having that. Paid a couple of grand for it. Got it back. Everything's working fine. That's great. So I'm thinking the roof works. Everything's good. Can't be bothered doing anything with it now. I'll leave it till the spring. So I went back to it in the spring, and the rear window rear window wasn't working properly. I thought, well, it's not the end of the world. But if if you've ever tried to get at the window regulator of a Beetle convertible, it's Nightmare. it's a pain. It's a pain in the arse. So anyway, got it out and. You, you can't get replacements. Oh, so I thought, I'll just, I'll, just, I'll just buy a kit. So mm-hmm. I bought a kit for 12 quid. Yeah. But, but you see putting these things in. <laughs> so anyway, I, fi- I finally got it in, much to my relief. Put the thing back together, then realised a window scraper was missing on the on that window, which is probably why the window regulator went, because the water would have been getting in. Yeah. So I thought, well, that, that's easy to replace. Uh-uh. No, it's not. Oh, it's attached. Yeah. To, it's attached to the chrome trim that runs right right there. Yeah. The side of the roof. So, so I had to spend a hundred quid to get one. Oh, bloody hell! And then you've more or less take the roof to bits to 
just littered. Um, and you didn't know all that yourself? I didn't know that, yeah. Oh, and then uh, the roof had been working fine, but then it stopped working. Uh, in sequence, both the side motors went. <laughs> <laughs> so I managed to get second-hand side motors. Uh, then I buggered to install, but we did it, so that's them going back. Uh, then a flat motor went. This makes me managed, feel so much better. <laughs> ma- managed, to, managed to get a flat motor second hand for 25 quid, fitted it. Yeah. Then the little strut that operates the flap broke at the other side. Uh, yeah. And you can only get these from Latvia or the USA at 50 quid each. Oh, so, yeah. so I bought one from Latvia. Took two weeks to come. So put that one in, then the other one probably broke. So I had to get one of these from the USA. Uh, It it only came a few days ago, so I thought, final thing on a Friday afternoon, I'll fit this thing, and that's the roof working. Yeah. All good. We'll get the beetle tarred up and sold. So I put it in, prized the roof. Uh, I wasn't keeping an eye on the one on the left-hand side that I just replaced, because I'm thinking, "Is is this motor I've replaced going to work? So, or sorry, the motor I haven't replaced it going to work. So the flap on that side wasn't working properly. I'm thinking, oh, for flip's sake. <laughs> and uh, whilst I was keeping my eye on that one, I heard this crunching, crunching sound at the other side. Oh, no. And looked and look, and look round to see that the roof had actually swallowed the whole flap. Oh, my God. <laughs> so <sighs> I'm back to square one because I have no idea where I'm going to get a whole flap for it. For a beetle. I couldn't find one online, so I'm, so so now I'm at the point where <laughs> I just want to t- I just want to take it somewhere with a, with a can of petrol and a box of matches. Yeah. <laughs> Is it one of them where you wake up in the middle of the night thinking, "Oh my God, what am I going to do with you?" And I don't know why, because it's only a two grand car. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's always them ones that like just wear you down half an hour. It's been plaguing my life for that for the last uh, four months. Yeah, yeah. But you just you need to get it out of your life, don't you? And you know, when you get out of your life, you'll feel like this massive weight's being lifted off your shoulders. But I can't, I can't even. You know, it was one of these. You know, it's a it's a semi modern classic. Due to what it is, I know it's just a beetle, but with yeah. all the number plate, yeah. all this kind of stuff. So myself, my other half. Like we've bought various cars, so we bought this one between us, not through the business, right. and we we bought two or three other ones as well. So I can't really just because she gets attached to them once they're bought. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. it's her little. So so it's not as if I can even set fire to it and just yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. scrap her. Yeah. So it's kind of so I'm gonna have to see it through whatever, or yeah. or my life won't be worth living. Yeah, you you've got your leg in, haven't you? So you've got to try yeah, and get so your leg out. So, so to answer your question, I wish I'd never seen that. Yeah. <laughs> well, mate, I've got one more question, and then uh, we've got. I suppose we've got to get off. Got to get to the. Uh, you, you've got to get the unit. I've got to get up to the pitch, and because it's Saturday, and hopefully we're going to have plenty of customers today. Well, um, well, yeah, I hope so. So, right, what last question before we go? Your best advice you've been given as a as a car trader, or, or just oh, for Jesus. life? Do, do you know? Do you know what? I wouldn't say it's advice, but what's kind of got me through life to a certain extent 
was I was brought up on a farm and it was kind of a male environment. There was three uncles who ran the farm and uh, pretty hard on you. You know, you didn't really get any leeway. And I learned a lot of lessons then. Uh, I learned to be very resilient for one thing. Yeah. But also, I, I learned from them that you, you can't be scared of things. You just do things. Yeah. Because I, cause on the farm, you're in quite remote in the highlands and you couldn't just phone somebody up to come and do something. So we did everything ourselves, whether it was building a wall, laying concrete, sorting a function on a tractor, doing anything like that. Yeah. Uh, so when I was growing up, not being able to do something was not an option. Yeah. So, you know, if you said you couldn't do something, the, you know, you know, the response would be, have you ever tried doing that before? Yeah. And you'd say no. And you say, well, if you haven't tried, how do you know you can't do it? Yeah. Get the fuck on it. Get the fuck on and do it. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that, that's how I was brought up. And, uh, but, but you got lots of encouragement as well in terms of, you know, if, if, if you showed any, they were always looking for you to do stuff. So, you know, when I was 16, I said, uh, you know, why don't we get a welder and, you know, do our own welding there? And they goes, oh, that's a great idea. Do you think you can use a welder? I said, oh, I can get, I can give it a go. So the next <laughs> thing, so the next thing is a welder. Uh, so it was stuff like that. You yeah. know, you, you were always encouraged to, yeah. to try things and, yeah. and uh, nothing was off limits. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think that's probably, looking back, that's, that kind of set me up for life to a certain extent. Yeah. You know, never, never be scared of anything. Yeah, definitely. Never, never be scared of a challenge. Definitely. If it's not hard to do, it's not worth doing. Um, yeah, or, or, or nothing's impossible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. Well, apart from this bloody beetle, it's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Ian, thank you very much for uh, coming on the podcast. It's been absolutely amazing. Uh, I hope you sell a few cars this weekend. And, uh, yeah, all the best, mate. Thank you. I'll do, I'll, do, I'll do my best. I'm going down to meet a customer now, so hopefully they're going to buy a car.